0: I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, of Mammoth Club Original Podcast. What's up
1: all you older siblings or the younger only annoying ones? I'm Alan. I'm Molly.
2: And I'm an only child. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah as yeah.
1: I said that, I was like, there of the three of us, the only person yeah. who has a lived experience with a sibling is me.
2: Uh, so no, true. I I part of this movie resonates.
0: True, yeah. You know what? <laughs> the middle You're part right. is my life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: The middle part? I'm like, I get it. <laughs>
1: the motivating factors to get back
2: to status quo, though. Don't understand that at all. At a loss. Completely can't, at a loss. Can't, can't, resonate. That doesn't resonate at all. Uh,
1: this is Zetas Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched You Wish! And we say it with enthusiasm because there's an
2: exclamation point at the end
1: of the title.
0: I learned that with the cool graphic.
2: Mm. With it did have a cool computer generated coin that was mm-hmm. the dot of the exclamation point. Uh-huh. The best part is that we grew from the screen team which
1: was word art to and, and now listen we we laid to rest 2002 at the word art and we welcomed it back in 2003 but with the addition of some computer effects. I think yeah. genuine growth. I think so. Saw. More
2: money. <laughs> well, they spent all the Scream Team budget on giant, giant Pilgrim.
0: <laughs> they spent all of the Scream Team, buddy, hiring Catherine, and Idol. Johnny and Eric Idle, and they Not did wrong.
2: nothing with it. Oh, they they made giant Pilgrim, Molly. I don't know and what you're fireballs. talking about. Quaker Revolutionary. Uh, this
1: movie was released January 10th of the year 2003, kicking off
2: 2003, folks. And
1: I uh, got to know.
2: What a it, good year. Mm, mm -hmm. was it yeah Uh i was i was 14 yeah Uh in high school Uh uh-huh oh the best man yeah freshman year baby
1: nice uh i was not in high school yet i think it was still i was eighth grade
2: young but anyway seventh
0: yeah true did either of you watch this movie as a kid i didn't know this movie existed till yesterday
2: there was something familiar to me about the <laughs> cover art of this <laughs> okay of this movie i i don't i don't i don't mean to say anything about that except that i know i've seen it before and maybe maybe the disney plus algo has just fed it to me mm. but that when i pulled it up i was like i've seen this picture mm-hmm. before but no i haven't watched the movie
1: got it no i had neither i had no idea that this was a thing uh but hey here we are the summary of the film is as follows a teen accidentally wishes his younger brother away
2: that's true sure factually correct <laughs> that yep i like was, that what was the movie we just had that had like a paragraph of the a summary team. that was scream, scream team,
0: team. <laughs> yeah i like this one <laughs> sentence it's i mean what more direct do you, need? you don't need the more point. than that
2: that's yeah. true it, it, you know what
1: perfect uh s- the top song of the time was lose
0: yourself by Eminem. oh hell yeah mom spaghetti his palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy there's vomit on a sweater already Mom's mom spaghetti. spaghetti. he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs but he not forget, forget what he wrote down the whole crowd goes so loud he opens his mouth but the words won't come out he's choking now everybody's choking how I used to know all the words. Times to, up, up. Over. Snap back to reality. Snap back to reality. Oh, the ghost gravity.
1: Yeah, Eminem. Oh, uh, the ghost goes gravity goes hard on that it's
0: one. up, It's a karaoke song for me.
1: Oh.
0: That's when it's back to the lab again, yo. <laughs> I'm very quiet. Uh, which well, so, is, so is him, but yeah, we there's something different about our rap styles. I can't mm. quite figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's, it, there is, there are some differences.
0: My my yeah. mom wouldn't let me listen to Eminem when I was mm-hmm. growing up, uh-huh. so I would it download cause it. Anger? It's because of you know all the cursing and mm. like women abuse and drugs mm. that, probably yeah. it. would be my guess if I had to wager one. Um, but Chandler's I wife, yeah, allegedly, yeah, in, I in a song. I wanted to listen to him because I was a fan and a rebel, so uh-huh. I would- Burn sweet CDs of Eminem music that I downloaded off of uh-huh. LimeWire, uh-huh. but I would title it like uh-huh. Beach Songs. Yeah,
2: I was going wow, to so say you write like
0: Five Five on the CD, and then it's She'll actually never Eminem. Know. Like God, She'll would you write like Backstreet Boys? Know. But listen to it. I'm gonna take this story a step up because okay. this is what everyone wanted to hear: is my history with Eminem. Yeah, yeah. That's what the um do you remember when eminem was in a group called d12 no he it was a little bit later he had a a rap group with a bunch of rappers and there was a song where he was talking about the way women talk to him and he said and i was listening to the song in my room rapping along and my mom walked in when i said the line oh my fucking god yeah you fucking rock please marshall please let me suck your cock And my mom walked in, and I was like, "Hello." (laughs) You don't remember that song, right? Now, rest of the fellas get jealous, especially when I drop the beat and do my acapellas. It was called "My Band." These chicks don't even know the name of my band. Wow! But they all on me like they wanna hold hands. It's a really good song. You should listen to it. D12. Anyway, my mom then learned that I, one, was listening to Eminem and two, knew the phrase suck my cock. So, mm. yeah, really? awkward, awkward day in my household. What a, what
1: a banner day that was. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, anyway, the top movie of the time was The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. God, that's a good movie.
2: That's a great movie. I was ready for you to tell me it was 8 Mile um oh, for like obvious theme. reasons like mm-hmm. a theme well i mean yeah, that's I mean, the song also from out. yeah it's, yeah right so i was ready for you to tell me it's hey mile but that obviously if if two towers is out yeah well that's the top movie it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: just gonna be the top i think yeah. it came out in the christmas time i think those all came mm-hmm. out in yeah, the december wait, holiday drop
1: and then, uh, then they just the momentum for that one in particular carried forward so mm-hmm.
0: back to more of molly's childhood stories um uh, <laughs> great uh, just a quick one I think some people listening to the podcast will be able to relate to this. A huge part of my sexual awakening was the scene, very specifically, where Aragorn, all beat up and bloodied and bruised, walks Uh through those double doors. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Me too. Whoa. Just a question. Was this before or after you started singing about Second D?
0: Well, this was before.
2: Okay. Good, that, so that, that was your sexual awakening and then yeah. sexual maturity was singing yeah. along with well, Eminem.
0: The, the Eminem song where my mom caught me. <laughs> that important I just told, That was like a couple years later. Sexual
2: prepubescence.
0: <laughs> no, that was a couple of years later. That was just a related story. Uh-huh. But um, my computer lab at school had certain videos you could watch. Uh-huh. And one of them was the Lord of the Rings The Two Towers trailer was uh-huh. like not blocked and that scene is in the trailer and I would watch it over and over and mm. over again and not quite understand why <laughs> but also understand we are, why we are learning so you know much what i right mean now. like yeah, i was like i, I, I really I like this but i, I so
2: many things now. i feel
0: the need to watch it again uh-huh. and again uh-huh
2: yeah i i understand molly i too was next to the jet in the pool, and I didn't know why. I get, get it. it. I, you get it. I too. You what get is, it. I, I too swam next to a jet in the pool and
0: went, hmm, I, this is my favorite Ooh. place in the pool now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and then um now looking back he was like 43 but you know what he was fine and oh my uh still god. is and anyway it i'm a happens. perfectly well-adjusted adult so yeah. let's talk about um Spencer you President. wish let's talk about the news headlines of the time you've lost
2: the plot <laughs> i think we heard the news headline yeah, i was gonna say
0: news headline eighth grade girl watches <laughs> oh my Lord god this trailer Discovers record about
2: sexuality
1: oh (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, news of the time. Cameras are beginning to make their appearance on phones, and the quality is pretty trash. But you were
2: really fucking cool if you had one. I had one. God, how grateful am I that our generation had the grainiest cameras on our phones when I was in high school. Speaking of sexual awakenings. No kidding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs>
2: grateful am I?
0: It's just I, blurry. You can't identify. It doesn't matter
2: what the photo is. You maybe find an outline somewhere, but God <laughs> knows any detail. Even you if know? your full
0: face is in it, it's, it doesn't matter. It
2: doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, sixteen. People. It looks like every
1: other face uh, <laughs> yeah. that's ever been taken. Yep. Yeah, you won't be able to identify anybody. And then other news. While it was founded in November of 2002, the Department of Homeland Security here in the U.S. officially began operations in January of 2003. I oh. hired and got that thing staffed.
2: Great, Been taking
1: shoes off ever since, getting on airplanes. True facts. That was just an interesting note to me. I was like, "Oh shit, that
0: happened I didn't in that our was lifetime." Twenty years ago.
2: Yeah,
1: twenty years ago. I, yeah. I
0: just assumed that always existed. Not the shoes mm-hmm. thing. I knew that, but.
1: No, the Homeland Security was a was in our lifetime. So that's that's wild.
0: Well, that makes sense. Are you both ready to talk about
2: you wish? You wish I you know, never yeah, let's just You can do it let's just do it. You nailed let's it. just let's just do the Alan, can you start please? Yeah, let's get He's into it. He's trying to breeze past it. Let's get into it. So we
1: open on, once once again some great word art with some Awesome computer generated graphics, and we enter a scene of battle. We have some intense, almost gorilla like warfare occurring in a very.
2: Alan, s- Alan. Yeah, what's going on? There were no gorillas in this scene. This is not the Jenny project. <laughs> and that was a chimpanzee.
0: <laughs> a chimpanzee.
2: Get your shit together, Alan.
1: <laughs> we have some intense warfare occurring in a sparsely populated forest where people can run freely between trees and you think that there's a number of adversaries pitted against one another, but in fact, it is a 2v2 situation where you think they are carrying with
2: them super soakers. Mm. No, they were. Those were definitely super soakers.
0: They were just full of goo slime
2: question mark it was like it was liquefied jello i don't know what it was i started out very nostalgic because i was like man i miss super soakers that i think i don't know if they're still popular that was very much an our generation thing oh, fuck. um but then they started squirting like blue goo into each other and i was like never mind i'm not nostalgic for this <laughs> um it was our main
1: character alex and his younger brother uh spencer breslin also known as stevie Fighting against two of Alex's friends, uh, Stevie, unhelpful in this Art of War. Movie, uh, he did not I
0: think is what you meant. Unhelpful in this
1: movie. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but specifically here, he did not read Art of War nor listen to his brother. And when his brother said, "Hey, look right," and he proceeds to fucking sit there as they both get sprayed down with goop by Alex's friends. This is a. This plants the seed, as both of you have mentioned, that Stevie is just one of the most wildly lump-on-a-log characters at best. Fucking the worst at worst (laughs) throughout this film. The most annoying I'm going to put
0: this out there right now. And no no real hate, because I understand he's a young child. But Spencer Breslin is the most annoying person on the planet in these movies and I, I, wonder, <laughs> I was like whoa now wait a minute
2: <laughs> I, 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 I knew where you're going but I thought it was at least going to be relegated to the decom universe you're no. on the planet no. on earth, I, on earth.
0: I, no because I can't relegate it to just this movie or even just decoms because he's the same fucking character in every single movie and he's obnoxious and super whiny and annoying in mm-hmm. every movie you're not and, wrong and I have a hard time getting past that because mm-hmm. it's, it is at an extreme level that grates my, the fiber of my being. I mean, yeah. I feel like he got typecast early I'm on. I'm sure and he got typecast played course, into it heavily. I'm sure being a child star is the pits and I'm sure that he's a perfectly kind human being. If I were to meet him on the street right now, but my God, mm-hmm god he's annoying in these movies yeah the
2: writers failed him agreed i agree he probably got typecast but boy do i agree with your assessment molly i mean just it's it's gonna be hard for me to talk about this film because he's the fucking worst and they wrote him to be the worst and they've made him completely unsympathetic and i'm probably gonna sound like a dick talking about this movie because there's supposed to be some kind of like emotional weight to this relationship and I'm
0: like better off without him I literally we are going to be on the same page let's just blanket that now Yeah, that we're going to talk shit about Spencer Breslin (laughs) (laughs) not the human Stevie
2: all of the characters he's ever played perhaps Yeah, but not not the human
0: and if I say Spencer Breslin it's because I forget that his character's name is Stevie but I do mean Stevie
1: it's they did him absolutely Dirt. zero favors in this one. It's like it, it was it was really, really bad. So and it starts here and we, we ramp up pretty rapidly. In fact, the entire first act of this film um, is just laying the foundation of Stevie, Really just being the worst and continually doing the opposite of what he's asked to do by his older brother to his older brother's detriment, almost to the extreme level of detriment, because of what we see later in this first act, the bias of the parents in this movie, Alex and Stevie's parents, their bias towards stevie and against alex and that Mm -hmm. happens consistently so what we have first is they we get we have the super soaker scene they go home we meet the family unit the no single parent counter this time around uh mom and dad both there we have the old issue of the money problems that are going to come up later down in this first act but the next scene is we're going to do a pet adoption situation uh we go to the pet and this this is just bananas
2: there's tension right off the bat. There's so much about this is bananas. We skipped over a bananas thing, which mm-hmm. was the in the super soaker scene. They established that he doesn't know left from right, and like <laughs> and I don't. Did. That's I don't care. Like I know that some people are like I gotta hold up my hands, whatever. But the fact that that's a beat that they hit multiple times in this movie is. I, I don't understand. Like I it ha- why why is that the thing? Like they, they will bring up the fact that he doesn't know left from right multiple times in this movie for seemingly no reason at all. Like I and it,
0: it's just is they're it supposed, in, I, I don't understand. Is it supposed to be endearing that he's stupid? I I honestly I
2: asked myself coming out of the super soaker scene if he was meant to be a neurodivergent. Hmm. And I don't think he was. Yeah. But I, I asked myself because of the way they were treating him, not just not knowing left and right, but like he seems old in this movie. I agree. He's probably like 10 years old. And the way they're like, uh, Stevie, do you know your left from your right? Stevie, maybe we'll teach you how to skate one day. See, where well, they're very handholdy with him. And which I read not knowing children as maybe too much for somebody his age. And I was like, is he, what's happening here? What is the relationship dynamic of this family? And I don't think anything. I think he's just a little shit younger brother.
1: Yeah. Like, and sort of speaking from, again, of the three of us, the only person who has a younger sibling, I will say, and this is again, no fault to the younger sibling, but in my lived experience, it's like, yeah, sometimes they do get the kid gloves more than the older sibling does, right? Now the age gap between my sibling and I are not is not 6 years like we have between Alex and Spencer, uh, Alex and Stevie, but again I think that the I felt like that was portrayed fairly accurately in a group setting where you have a younger sibling in with a group of your peers, right? Like the mm-hmm. older sibling's peers, that felt more accurate except for the left from the right thing that that always threw me and i genuinely at first thought it was like a joke they were ribbing the kid mm-hmm. like you're you're that's more common you're going to like playfully poke fun at the younger sibling uh but when do i find out and i didn't get it was a joke it was real until later when the, he actually didn't when they know continue to pay right. right. yeah. it off yeah we have this whole play out and you're absolutely right max like i hadn't thought about it that way but you're you're correct and um i we we get to the pet adoption scene and going into the pet adoption scene, all Alex wants is
0: a dog. Like a, wants a normal dog. child. It's like, hey, I want a dog. And Stevie runs in like, rabbit, 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 rabbit. Who the fuck would want a rabbit when you could have a dog?
2: Well, People out there with rabbits, man. I, they're, you, uh, rabbit owners, we, we see you. We do.
1: Uh, thankfully, though, you don't have Stevie representing you. In fact, Stevie runs past the rabbits and gets to a fucking turkey. <laughs> yep. A gobble, gobble, turkey he's like that's what i want i want to bring home that nutsack looking gobbler and have
2: that (laughs) in
0: my house
2: and and his parents uh encourage that behavior
0: i think it's crazy that the parents are like yep that's the pet we're gonna get that's insane to me they even make a joke like three seconds later when the turkey's like "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa (laughs) Making horrible noises. Did you voice act the turkey? Yeah, I did. And and the parents are like, how long do these things live? Like, they don't want a fucking turkey because no one wants a turkey in their house unless it's Thanksgiving. And yet they let their child adopt a turkey. Like, if you're going to get a bird, which wouldn't be me, but like at least get like a sweet little cute bird that you can have and like it could talk to you. Yeah, but... The or, a dog. Also, or a dog. Or a dog. Get a dog. The premise
1: is also wild to me because the turkey has a doghouse. Like for, <laughs> and for and all intents and purposes, they have they have prepped and planned to bring home a dog, and then they got to the pet adoption place, and and Stevie became so charismatic or convincing or just so annoying. They're like, find. bring home the turkey. Like they've got dog. Like if they've got a doghouse, they've got a dog bowl, dog food. They've got the whole nine. Like I guess we're just gonna have to like square peg round hole. Like, we're just gonna have to make this thing work. And it
2: happens so fast. Like, yeah. they, like Alex finds a dog, and the moment he comes over to tell his parents, like, hey, look at this one. It's all... Decision made. Mm-hmm.
0: Gets no say. No debate. Yeah, no say. No debate. We've already bought the turkey.
1: Yeah, it's coming home, man.
0: I and find it hard to believe that Stevie could be charismatic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Listen, I'm grasping at straws here, y'all. I am doing everything that I can, but... The charisma is very clearly like thrown out the window in this next scene, which is when you've got the classic, you know, neighborhood scene of older brother, younger brother, and turkey in the front yard. Cla- a classic scene. A, <laughs> a classic, classic
2: scene. a classic
1: scene. A classic scene. We all know the movies. You're thinking of it right now. Yeah. Uh, and who should approach but the gaggle of absolute dumb fuck football players? <laughs> I love
0: yeah. the dumb fuck football player. Like, I don't, so but dumb. I love the trope. Yeah. I love the decom trope of the shitty bully football Shock. player because in decom universe, they're never actually that bad because it's a decom. It's not mm-hmm. like it's One Tree Hill or the OC where they're like literally beating the shit out of the nerds and stuff and like hor- doing like legitimately horrible things. And I'm not saying bullying of any kind is okay, but because it's Disney Channel, the bullying is like so stupid and silly that it makes yeah. me like giggle a little bit. Cause it's just ridiculous.
2: It, the thing they do twice in this movie is in fact <laughs> ridiculous. Exactly. Okay.
1: I would like to pause for a moment because I would like to make a suggestion about the actual message of this movie. Okay. okay. I, I think that we might, we're, we're going to talk a lot about Alex's decision to make a wish offhandedly when he's perhaps in the heat of the moment here and just uh-huh. at the end of the first act. But While that does occur, and I will submit to you that that relevant might be a good... I think that might even be the B plot of -hmm. this movie. Mm -hmm. The A plot of this movie has to do with food waste. (laughs) It has to do with literal... (laughs) Like food waste in a time where there are people hungry elsewhere. Because the volume of food wasted throughout this movie. It's high. French fries pizza chicken tendies pizza again chocolates candies it's ins- it it is genuinely mind-boggling because in this altercation between stevie alex and football team they've got a perfectly good uneaten pizza that they probably have just picked up and in the in this altercation verbal sparring really if you can call it that whereas Steve is just yelling nonsense at the football players. My brother's a better football player than you. Their their response is to yuck and just splat a, a, a full pizza on Alex's
0: head. Yeah. What a dumb I, prank and a waste of pizza. I, I
2: would like to submit that there's no group of football players on earth that would throw away an entire pizza a whole cheese pizza just oh. for me I, especially especially high school football players that don't have any money mm-hmm. or like are hungry all the time yep. there's no world in Absolutely. which they're throwing away a full pizza number two yeah go on the visual uh-huh. of alex standing on the street with a whole pizza on his head and face <laughs> While holding the leash for a turkey is maybe my favorite (laughs) decomp visual I've ever seen. It's just
0: so insane.
2: Like (laughs) what what the fuck am I looking at?
0: (laughs) Also, whatever pizza whatever prop pizza they used is like so ridiculous more than a regular pizza because it's clear when they made the prop pizza, the cheese and the sauce are two different layers. Because if you were to dump an actual pizza on someone's head. All of that would come off together. Mm-hmm. But if you watch it closely, the cheese comes off and then the sauce. <laughs> it's it's also unsliced. The pizza is not <laughs> sliced. They
1: literally made the active decision as a football team to get an unsliced pizza. I think they pizza. got an
0: extra. I think they got an extra pizza to put this on this guy's head. And I just, I can't get behind it because... They're literally just carrying around this pizza to dump it on someone's head. And as a lover of pizza, I can't imagine. It won't be the last time. If I was responsible for holding the pizza, by the time they got to the person who was supposed to put it on their head, they'd open it and it would be like (laughs) big chunks of it gone. It would just be crust because I'm not a crust girl. And they'd Uh be like, where'd the pizza go? And I'd be like, well. It's gone now. I'm 15 and hungry. Uh, So. (laughs) Yeah. and then after this
1: scene oh there's one last thing i want to call about this scene that happens pretty consistently when we get the big dumb jocks did you guys notice that there is this one football player in the back whose only job is to be the annoying hype man he literally just shouts out one to two word phrases of encouragement to whoever's doing like the main act he's like yeah get him go on on his yeah, head gary. come on man <laughs> like it's all just <laughs> yeah gary yeah give it's him the just... plug. <laughs> give him the cheese yeah give him the cheese uh i would just like he's my favorite character in the movie (laughs) it's incredible that's all he's gonna do and then we get some vo
0: surprise 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 vo VO, because it it comes uh, out of nowhere and it never comes back listen
1: talk about guerrilla warfare that (laughs) vo popped out of nowhere and i was not ready for it uh where alex is narrating This is the craziest part about Alex's tone is I don't know if he likes or doesn't like his brother and they don't do a really good job of reconciling either of them. But this is like, this is all the times I hate Stevie because of what Stevie has done by being the center of attention since he was born. Mm -hmm. Like here's all, here's a montage moment. There were an excessive number of montages. I didn't hate it throughout Mm -hmm. this movie Um, of him growing up and Stevie being the center of attention sort of taking the limelight away. And it, it's, I suppose, meant to make us sympathetic to Alex. But the scene after this, we have, uh, we have another altercation that's, that's de- supposed to, like, continue to sort of cement this and put some final nails in the coffin. Uh, where uh, Stevie is in Alex's room, like, flipping through a coin collection, going through his stuff where he's not supposed to be and stevie gets kicked out of alex's room by alex but stevie like calls the parents is like i'm gonna
0: scream this is when i cemented how much i hate stevie because that whole montage happens and the whole time you can tell alex is trying to not be annoyed by his brother even Mm -hmm. though he has every right to be dad missed his first basketball because stevie took his first steps in the video camera you know, Alex does this, but Stevie does that. Blah, blah, blah. And the whole time he he starts to get annoyed, but then he'll say things like, well, I guess what is a first basket compared to your first steps ever? And you can see that he's trying to be a good older brother. And then the next thing, as you said, Alan, that happens is he comes in to find Stevie in his stuff. And he's like, how many times have I told you not to be in my stuff? And Stevie, being the ultimate little shit, starts screaming, ow, mom, he hurt me! and it's like i hate you i i hate you i hate you so much like i absolutely hate you alex didn't yell he didn't touch him he didn't do anything he just said hey why are you in my stuff and his response is to make up that he hurt him no
2: i mean that's real like that and immediately the parent is like stop alex don't mess with your brother like just take stevie's side
0: that's also real that happens so, like, it's... I, I'm sure that happens, but it just cemented how much I hate Spencer Breslin. It's it's just such a,
1: a... Again, like, the as the older sibling in the group, it's one of those, like, it happens, but you're like, yeah, but they're still, like, they're still your sibling. Like, so, it was a very weird thing for me to watch it from his perspective and be like, how does he process that? But I agree. It's very annoying. It's also startling how frequently... The parents side with Stevie because this is just again sort of cement, like from the turkey to this. and, And as we go on,
0: they also showed the family photo, and it's like you know, an Olin Mills family awkward portrait. And everybody's looking dead at camera, and Stevie's looking up with enamor, like at his brother and you're i think you're supposed to be adhered to the fact that stevie loves his big brother so much mm-hmm. but i just was like no fuck you if you love your big brother you wouldn't do the shit that you keep doing
2: yeah it's it's interesting because yeah i i think that it's obvious that we're supposed to feel like stevie just wants to be like alex that's why he's going through his stuff that's why you see the photo the family photo that's why he wants to skate because alex loves to skate he he looks up to his brother and he loves him um and you see alan to your point about like this really happens but it's your sibling and like you move on you see alex go through that tension right he kicks stevie out of his room it's like two weeks and then you see stevie kind of worm his way back in alex invites him back they watch a movie together they're they're having fun they're being bros right and so alex clearly is going through that tension, like you're talking about, and we see Alex be that like caring, giving brother, even in spite of his little brother being obnoxious. The problem is not Alex's relationship, the problem is us as the audience. Because I don't know how we're supposed to feel. There's nothing that would make you want to root for Stevie. Like, he's fucking obnoxious. Like, what a little dick this character is. And there's not one moment in this beginning that makes you go and that makes him sympathetic not not a single moment makes him sympathetic which then makes him hard to root for or to understand why alex would miss him in the future
1: yeah that's Mm -hmm. my biggest criticism of this movie is that you you're seeing everything through alex's eyes yes like i think that's it's his perspective throughout but you could as an audience member as you said do with like just give me something with this younger sibling just give me in literally anything because even when we move into act two which is the post wish act i'm still not sympathetic to steve he's like, still a dick still like they, they just did not do that character well but regardless so we have we have this first we, we have this getting kicked out of the room he comes back and then the next day we're going to the football game alex plays football well by plays football he warms the bench yeah uh and he asked Stevie, he said, hey, Stevie, please don't chant my name while we are at the football game. It's embarrassing if you chant my name while I'm warming the bench. So what is- I'm glad you're mentioning this
2: because I might come back to it in a minute. So
1: go ahead. Yeah, and so what does Stevie do instead? Well, naturally, Stevie gathers his entire section, equips them all with megaphones. I'm assuming with his parents up. By the way, the parents who were present when Alex asked Stevie not to shout his name and heard the agreement of I'm not going to do that, and heard the agreement and acknowledgement, parents are now participating in the screaming of Go Alex Go from the stands while Alex is warming the bench. With signs. With signs!
0: Did Stevie bring those? He must have.
1: Uh, yes. He had to have worked with his parents It was so to make over
0: the top that I thought it was like a fantastical dream sequence mm. a la Miracle in Lane 2. Mm. But I think it really happened. It's
1: like that to me is just the ultimate like you're not that's stop that like that that is a sincere request a sincere request out of like not wanting to be embarrassed out of not wanting to have your social stature like ruined even more when you're in a group team setting that you're already we've already seen tension with like that that frankly, Stevie instigated again in the scene before. It's just compounding this major issue that we're having, and it also again shows that no. And this is objective. Nobody's united with Alex against this. Mm-hmm. Everybody is united with Stevie and perpetrating this on Alex in this moment. And that's actually not Alex's subjective experience. That is objectively mm-hmm. what's occurring. Yeah, and we get acknowledgement of that from alex's peers mainly the head cheerleader fiona who we get a slow-mo sequence which means of course alex is interested in her uh as well as the other football team members and players
0: and then he pushes her in the mud and it's so awkward Ooh. yeah that he like runs into her because he's embarrassed by the signs and she falls into the mud face first
1: yikes, yikes. and then he also gets called off the bench to go play and he's, he's told to play receiver. And then now this is coming from somebody who, who has both played football and knows football. And Max, I also know that you know football. And Molly, mm-hmm. I also know that you attended a university in the South. So he's supposed to play receiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that I think it's ridiculous that his coach was angry at Alex for this blocking assignment. <laughs> because that outside corner is coming on a cornerback blitz which requires a guard or offensive lineman perhaps a tight end if they're picking up a block to pick up the block of that blitz otherwise mm-hmm. that is an unblocked defender who's in the backfield alex's job as a receiver in that moment listener i'm sorry you're getting some football education is to still go in to try to run his route which he does mm-hmm. after being it after having his route interfered with which is technically a penalty that ref is bad so mm-hmm. I was just like that entire scene. My brain, I get why it's there. I'm ranting about shit that's inconsequential, but I was like, "This is ridiculous to me."
0: His life actually objectively sucks right now. <laughs> it I, sucks I, for this kid. I wasn't watching that because I was too busy jamming out to the early 2000s pop punk song with that guitar riff because that's mm-hmm. what song was playing during Correct. The football yeah, scene. True.
2: We but are going to get up, a up. licensed song later in this movie, though. Yeah, we yeah, are, and it's a big one too.
0: But that moment was just some sweet.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, goes uh, up instead of down. I did, you know. It did
1: indeed. Also, well, we have to we have to make it a little different.
0: Also, right. I think we forgot one of the Stevie incidents. It doesn't matter. I actually like that they rapid fire show you all the shitty things Stevie does because it very quickly puts you in Alex's head to yeah. the base. Yeah. Um, but what we do get introduced to James who's what Mm. we get introduced to james and abby his friends from school they were at the ones playing um jello splooge tag yes splooge tag oh god (laughs) Uh, um but i just want to point out james is very insightful and that once again they're just hammering home what a good big brother is because alex is mad that stevie got like jelly on his skates or something Mm -hmm. and then he's complaining to james about it and james is like Bro, don't you remember that time you left some event to take care of your brother? You love your brother a lot. And, like, mm-hmm. James, one, very insightful for like a 14 or 15 year old boy. Uh, and, second of all, we're just consistently hammering home what a good big brother Alex is. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Max, you're not, they're not giving me anything on why Stevie is a good little brother.
2: Well, and it's sort of interesting because not. I agree that that's an insightful thing for James to say, and it's reflective of the relationship we're seeing. But I'll, I'll set up the next scene for you here too, Alan. the The other consistency is that everyone is taking Stevie's side, like even my best friend is being like, "Yeah, but you love your little brother," like, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a reasonable thing to say. But but when put next to the parent that just buys him the turkey or takes his side when he screams. And then the shop owner who first Ooh. entry is like, you're so lucky you have such a great little, every human in this film is like in support of this little brother, even though we see him objectively being the worst. It's great because
1: we get, by the way, welcome back to the community theater. I forget the actor's name. He plays Larry, uh, but Larry Pendragon which is just a fucking brilliant last name. Yeah. uh, Is play plays the mayor in
2: Alley Cat Strike. Sure does.
0: And the dad and sister, sister, but not a decon, but still relevant, I think Mm. to the conversation. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, We are, we go to the, we go to
1: the mall. Now, an additional added little layer to this mall sequence is that mom and dad have to travel out of town so that they, so they then tell Alex that he has to take care of Stevie and now it's like, but I was planning on going to the mall with my friend because we that's what we were going to do this weekend. We are going to go look for new coins which is like, A plus cool hobby. You go, bro, that's dope. Good for you. You have a hobby. And they're like, yeah, too bad. No questions asked. You're taking them.
2: That no, feels like, real to me. Yeah, I, very real. Very real. As, listen, doesn't feel good but very no, real. No, no, no. I agree but yeah. like, that, it's one of the more reasonable things I think that happens mm-hmm. in this movie. So Stevie goes to the mall
1: with Alex and James and this is actually one of the things I think I actually don't agree with Alex about where Alex is like, hey, Stevie, sit on the bench. Don't move, which is just sure. such a, like, that's an unreasonable ask for any sibling. Sure. Like, unreasonable. But he comes back with, like, this whole, again, we have wasting food, whole horde of french fries. I
0: think he eats them all.
1: Ste- mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but there's somebody else who's dropped them on the ground oh, because sure. Larry Pendragon nearly slips Tum- and falls t- on a french takes fry. Takes a tumble. And Stevie's there to to be a... A prop, effectively, and make sure that Larry Pendragon doesn't fall, and that's the impetus, as you mentioned, Max, to be like, "You what a good little brother this guy is." During the shopping sequence, Stevie, of course, gets up and wanders off, goes to the arcade, Natural. walks around the mall. Like it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Walks around the mall while Alex and James lose track of time. Finally, realizing Stevie's gone, and then you get. We get one movie too late, the Scooby-Doo chase scene. Mm-hmm. That should have happened in the Scream team. It happens here, and you wish.
0: That's true, because you got, like, Stevie going up the elevator, the glass elevator, and then behind him, you got one of the boys going up the escalator, and then mm-hmm. you got the, like, crisscross, it's fun because it's the mall layout chase yeah. scene.
2: Well, Every mall I've ever been in just looks like 17 levels straight up it doesn't go wide it goes just (laughs) up and down it's just a tower mall it's in a skyscraper classic
1: (laughs) mall classic mall and throughout this Stevie just sort of hits his limit and goes and finds a security guard and is like can you call my mom
0: I was just gonna say I wish in that moment for Alex that he had said can you help me find my brother like Mm -hmm. I understand he's a little kid and he's scared but I was like oh man for Alex because I knew he was
2: in deep shit yeah yeah i we did skip the impetus of what's going to happen next which Mm. is after stevie keeps larry pendragon from falling and he is planted on the bench in an effort to repay the favor larry Pendragon, owner of coin world hands stevie a coin yes as sort of a gift back and he, he claims that it can grant any one wish it's a miss it's a uh, a mystery coin and it can grant a wish and so he says use it on something big yep and he hands stevie a uh, coin and we know that stevie sort of registers that this coin is important because in his uh exploration in the mall he plays some pinball he loses a ball, and he goes to insert coin to play again, which it definitely wouldn't work because it's not a quarter. But he goes to <laughs> insert it, and as it's going in the coin slot, you you hear the, like, use it on something big. Again, he chooses not to and, and keeps the coin. Uh, good call, good call.
1: Yes, that, that's literally the, the impetus for, for where Act 2 begins, right? Yeah. So Stevie gets the security guard to call mom. And we cut to the scene where Alex is in deep shit. Which I think this is actually fair. However, I think the the punishment disparagement between the two feels does feel a little real. It doesn't make it any less shitty, but like that does that does feel real. Yeah, because um,
0: Stevie gets like one day without TV, and Alex gets like a month grounded. Grounded.
1: Yeah, like can't gets the TV taken from his room. Like has all of these things occur, and Alex is. Naturally upset. And in an effort to reconcile with Alex, Stevie slides that coin he just got under Alex's door in the evening and scrawled in what is definitely 10 year old handwriting mm-hmm. uh, was, Hey, this coin can grant you a wish. I'm sorry, Stevie. And he's going
2: to say he's going to give an autograph photo later and the handwriting is going to be just as bad. So yeah. I got. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Part of me wondered if it was like, some set designer trying to do little kid handwriting. Yeah. Like they're like holding their, with their non-dominant yeah, hand. They're like, oh, and they're like, like with a crayon. With like, whole, whole fists. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we got to make it look like a kid wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine in the props department. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Alex in a fit of emotion. And the reason I say this is because of how he phrases this. In a fit of emotion, wishes that he didn't have a younger brother. And he, he says, right now, I wish I didn't have a younger brother. Yeah. Which I think that phrasing was, I'm going to give this film in this moment a, some props. And I think they did a good job for of Alex for making sure that he was still a good older brother by saying, right sure. now, I don't want this. Yeah, It's not like a permanent thing, but right now, I don't want it. And I was yeah. like, "That's that's clever. That's well done. But the movie moves into act two, where... Alex wakes up with a much better haircut,
0: but also he wakes up with like it's supposed to be dog drool. Oh, it's so gross! Oh, well, that's it's, just for show. It's, it's like so gross. Yellow thick urine, maybe <clears throat> I don't know. It's disgusting. Whatever is quote dog drool, but the point is he has a dog now and not a freaking turkey. It's the same dog you looked at, isn't it? Yeah, is it's it the bulldog. Dog? Same it's dog. It's the bulldog.
2: Yeah, same dog.
0: It's. The classic, like you,
1: and, and what happens in the next couple of scenes is the classic uh, trope of somebody made a wish; it's happened, and they don't believe it yet, so they're going to keep trying to uncover uh, or discover that this is that the wish occurred, and now they're in the new reality.
0: Yeah, it's like his house looks different; it's much more put together. His parents, who previously had said things like "Oh, we can't afford football camp" or "We can't make it to certain things because of work," um, they are now like high profile business people and they have sweet cars and money and then also most notably of course Stevie's not there like he goes to check where Stevie's room should be and it's a gym
1: mm-hmm. well and now Stevie is Terrence Russell McCormack and I am upset mm. I am
2: I of am what, of what relation to you none <laughs> I am not thrilled so that your they cousin sh- or no. nope I'm uh-uh. in by marriage, so I don't Nef- have to Nef- question. No. No. Wow, Alan, I didn't know you had Spencer Bresl blood.
0: No. <laughs> no. And this is why we're not having children. <laughs> the gene ends with us.
2: Because you'd have to call them Terrence and <laughs> and that you would have to be like because be, I refu- bring to life. This I refuse DCOM. to
0: burden the world with more Spencer bracelets.
2: <laughs> It's like if you had oh one, God. it's got to be named Terrence Russell, and because, it would oh. look
0: and act like Spencer Breslin, and that yeah. would be bad for humanity and uh-huh. me. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know if I could be your friend. I just <laughs> <I'll> be
1: honest. <laughs> uh, we do get a nice gag of like the who's on first because uh now Terrence yeah. Russell McCormack.
2: I liked this in the it, where's, Stevie? An, where's
1: Stevie, uh, which I thought was. Really,
2: I think really it funny. went. One. One round too yeah. many, but I thought right. the joke setup was pretty good.
0: Yeah, the TV show is called Where's Stevie? Mm-hmm. And so then the parents keep being like, Where's Stevie? And he's like, Exactly. And like, He's like, Where's Stevie? They're like, That's the TV show. And it, yeah.
1: Here are some updates from Act Two Alex has a better haircut, he is an only child. He is now dating Fiona, the head cheerleader. He is part of the in crowd. He is starting on the football team. As quarterback, baby. As maybe. quarterback. He doesn't know the position. He has to ask another player here soon. But he's starting as quarterback. His nickname is Bling, which, I mean, as far as nicknames go,
2: not the worst I've heard. Very early 2000s. Yes.
0: Bling, uh, Bling, baby.
1: And A lot, and I say all this, listener, to set up. He's he, Alex, is consistently learning how to interact in this new world where he doesn't know the stakes, he doesn't know the setting, he doesn't know where he belongs, and he continues trying to be friends with and act like his old life is still his life. Um, We do get a really cool uh, scene effect here, both of you, and I want to call this out because, it's like, how they learn something from a ring of endless light here.
0: I know you're about to, to what you're about to say. But I gotta say, before we get to the classroom, I love a cool guy walks into school scene. Oh yeah, I love a hey man, how's it going? High five and everybody, great hey, game, bling you rock. I just I dream of that, and hey, I don't Blink. I don't know if that actually happened to anyone walking into high school or middle school. It certainly didn't happen to Couldn't me. Be me, but. It just I love a cool guy walks into school moment. Oh yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's, it's it's classic.
1: And then to your point, Muls, he arrives at class, he doesn't know where he's supposed to sit, it's assigned seating. And then to play off the awkwardness, he backflips uh, into he, his seat.
0: He does a round off. It's not <laughs> even a flip. It is a it is a gymnastic skill that <laughs> I could perform right now. That's how oh, unimpressive it is. Do but it. We'll,
1: yeah, go ahead and do it.
0: We'll, we'll we're we're we'll recording. I will do it later. You oh, okay. can film it. Okay. <laughs> but it's Chef's Kiss. It is so good. I loved it so much. We
1: uh we then move into his football game. He's the quarterback. The first couple of his first outing, not great. People think he's sort of like struggling a little bit because he is. And then suddenly he has this like really interesting and very short conversation with his father where his dad's like, Hey, We sent you to camp to get good. You used to be able to... Like, remember, you adapted and overcame. And this pep talk with his dad is enough to unlock just skills in him to go out and really execute well as a quarterback. I do want to observe one thing, though. He still throws that ball like it's a dying duck. Like, that thing (laughs) is just flailing through no tight <laughs> spirals here just just this <laughs>
2: dying duck through the air that's how he manages to complete you can only grow so much alan
0: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I legitimately think this movie is pretty funny like for on yeah, a so decom level because so when he's talking to his dad he's like we sent you to football game, you learn this and he goes right because i'm an only child <laughs> and the dad's like yeah Yeah. son there's no one else like you and it's like just the kind of classic like misunderstanding each other humor made me laugh more than once yeah this is I'm going to come back
2: to to something you mentioned earlier because to sum it up and it's not perfect there's going to be things that are obviously not good but to sum it up his life is just so much better it is it's just so much better and in every way He is more popular at school. He is more talented and has more skill and ability. Mm -hmm. He is able to have more skill and ability because his parents could invest in his hobby and send him to football camp for five years in a row, which has allowed him to just prosper in the sport that he wants to be good at and really unlock his abilities. He has the girl that he had a crush on. He Everything about his life is better. Now, obviously we'll put an asterisk in that because we're gonna find out it's not all perfect, but even down to, here's the moment where I thought we were gonna start to see the turn, Uh huh. was that everything would be going great, but he wouldn't have the kid in the crowd saying, go Alex. And you know what? They weren't saying Alex but the whole fucking crowd was screaming for go bling. And like, I really thought like, this is the moment you're gonna see the difference. Like mom and dad won't be able to be there because they work all the time. Or the crowd won't chant because Stevie was the one that got them to chant for you. No, everything is better. Parents are there, (laughs) crowds cheering, you're successful. Every, every detail is better. It's the only thing that they like the
1: only thing that they even allude to is that fiona might be a little bit controlling but i just chalked it up to like a high school relationship
0: yeah i actually really like that they didn't make the parents suck in this timeline Mm -hmm. because i think they could have been a really easy out to have the parents be wealthy but workaholics and never see them or them not make any effort but the parents are still really good parents but they're better because they can provide more things and because they're not giving stevie a pass all the time they're doing really nice things for alex but i i genuinely appreciated that they didn't make the parents suck because i thought that was going to be the trope Mm -hmm. and i'm with you max everything in his life is so much better
2: yep and the stuff and the stuff that's not i'm gonna say it now the stuff that's not he could just change
0: Yep. He doesn't he, need Stevie. He does he,
2: he. The stuff that is not better is just like who you're friends with. And guess what? You have control over that. Everything that you don't have control over, better.
1: Yeah. L- literally, he even executes and changes his friend group while he's in this alternate uh-huh. life. And we're going to get there down the road. But like there is some tension, right? He James works for a chicken delivery service and his... Football buddies, make fun of him, torture him, uh, uh, put pizza on his head, right? Mm -hmm. A second pizza loss right now, which then subsequently causes loss of chicken. So, again, more food waste. Again, the A plot of this movie is, again, food waste. (laughs) And this all happens during the after party at Alex's house where they're dancing. This is some weird
2: dancing. (laughs) That was definitely, that was was dancing. Okay. That was, that was some dancing. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, it's no Ryan Merriman, but it was dancing. It's no smart house choreography with five uh, eyes. We're not going to get that until High eight. School Musical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any decom dancing is coming close till Troy Bolton is in the house. Yeah. True. Um,
1: Troy! Right now I can hardly breathe. Um, so this entire thing happens. We have his new friend group discovering that alex still has likes from his old friend group uh, fiona can't spell
2: the word loser that that's uh, that that is baby laugh. i love that line it's such a good joke when she says he is like trying to talk to james he's feeling bad about the boys picking on james he goes to apologize he's chasing him through the high school and fiona's like why are you talking to this kid he is, uh, you know, you're going to make me look bad. And then she says, you know, she spells out, uh, she's, he's like, why? I don't understand. She's like, this guy is, give me an L-O-S-S-E-R-S. And... And then she's like, what is that spell? And James just looks at her with the most quizzical faces like, losers? Like, I love that exchange. I thought it was so funny in the moment. They did a good job with that. that, that I watched I was like, wow. Like, it was, it's a great joke that he doesn't say you, you're wrong. Like, the fact that he just goes with her and then she's like thank you and it just <laughs> has no idea like she has no recognition that she spelled it wrong
1: That that's I, a show don't tell and it's done very, it's very well it's yeah. great
0: I'm really glad we're talking about Fiona okay. oh are you are you are glad you? because she's doing a very good job she might not be very good at spelling but she's <laughs> very good at accents because Fiona is actually played by Emma Lahana who's from New Zealand. Hmm, heard that come out a couple times. Yeah, and she's done some other things, like, for example, in Power Rangers, Dino Thunder. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Wait a minute, Dino Thunder? She was the yellow Dino Thunder Ranger. Yeah. All right. And you can't have the Power Rangers without the blue Dino Thunder Ranger. Of course. Who was played with Kevin Duhani,
2: and I think was that No, why I think White was the Dino Thunder that appeared at Hollywood Studios I was trying to remember Mm. which Dino Thunder came to Hollywood Studios yeah
0: no no I'm talking about the blue one he also had a quick voice role as a window washer in Paw Patrol the movie oh (laughs) Oh, hell hell yeah yeah. we know some stuff about Paw Patrol here at Mammoth Club and their dishonest Capri Suns yeah that's That's right that's true but one of the more popular pups on the Paw Patrol is Chase and he's voiced by E. Ian Armitage, who's a very cute little kid. He's been in a lot of stuff, but probably most well-known as playing young Sheldon Cooper Mm -hmm. on both the show Young Sheldon, but also appearing as the younger version of Jim Parsons in The Big Bang Theory. Now, The Big Bang Theory is a show that you could watch, (laughs) and it's full of of characters that are... uh, People. And one of Trill. the worst of those people is Howard wallowitz
2: True.
0: <laughs> Played by yeah. Simon Helberg. Hell of an actor. Horrible character. But Simon Helberg also came in as Vernon in National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Mm. And in that, it takes place on a college campus. You may be familiar. Of course, a college campus has to have a dean. In this case, it's Dean Mooney. And speaking of people that are definitely related, to Alan this what? character is played by J. Patrick McCormack. Yay! J. Patrick McCormack also plays General Boffer in 1998 smash hit Armageddon. Mm. Oh! Now in Armageddon, you have to have at least 12 nasa techs, of and course. I think we've talked about we've a few met, of them I before. We've met, I think, three but so today far. We're we've had three we're gonna meet a fourth today we're gonna meet andrew heckler Mm. who also showed up in an episode of law and order svu as andrew green season 3 episode 10 to be specific Mm. now if you're anyone you've been on law and order perhaps you played jenny ashler in season 15 episode 19 if that's the case then you're megan fanny who played daphne in season 2 of white lotus one of my favorite characters In season two of White Lotus, she is married to Cameron. Cameron is very hot, but very terrible. And he's played by Theo James, who's probably best known for being four in Divergent also Mm. in Divergent. Remember those movies with Shinny? I do. Yeah. 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 Kate Winslet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Around the same
2: time at Hunger Games, some of the same themes. And Maze Runner kind
0: of very dystopian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Also in Divergent is a character named Edward who's played by Ben Lamb. But I knew Ben Lamb as playing Richard in the a christmas prince netflix (laughs) oh my god now Uh, in a christmas prince you obviously have to have prince richard but you also have to have the woman to fall in love with him because mm -hmm. what is a holiday cheesy film without a romance that's all they are they're all a silly romance and uh, the romance is between Prince Edward and Amber, who's played by Rose McIver. But I want to put a pin in Armageddon real quick and talk about the Christmas Prince series for just a second. Because when looking at IMDb, they both play those two characters in A Christmas Prince, uh-huh. A Christmas Prince 2 Royal Wedding, okay. A Christmas Prince 3 The Royal Baby, okay. and The Princess Switch 2 because Netflix has done what the DCOMs don't dare. Princess Switch is a completely different shitty holiday film trio starring Vanessa Hudgens. But Mm -hmm. Netflix had these two characters from their other shitty Christmas holiday films cameo in Princess Switch as those characters. To
2: make the Netflix see you? I wrote it as the
0: N-H-M-C-U, the Netflix holiday movie cinematic universe. Sure, 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 yeah. But yes, Netflix was bold enough. Yeah, do it. Wow. If they had made Cats, we know what they would have done. We sure do. <laughs> Redo it, Netflix. Buy the rights. Release it. Give the people the make buttholes. We want the butthole chances. cut.
2: Very, I don't want you to make a new version. I want <laughs> no, the no, no. Exact, I, I want, want you to get I the rights. I want what we
0: got. I want you to get the rights to the butthole version and yeah, release it. release you- that. Be brave, Netflix. But with original CGI on Dame Judi Dench's hand. We want it, we want it. But, also uh also Jason Derulo's unedited cod piece. That's we correct. We want all of these things. Jason Derulo. Rum Tum Tugger is a curious, curious cat. cat. And we're gonna once again talk about the Blue Power Ranger. This time it's the Blue Lion Ranger, mm. played by Ari Boyland, who is also from New Zealand. And in this film, plays James. Oh, interesting. Yeah, isn't that so they're both from New Zealand and they both played the Power Rangers. Huh. Is
2: does Power Ranger have production? Is I mean I guess they're here for these movies. I was just
0: wondering. It must Um, have New Zealand production.
2: I'm mostly distracted by the fact that it's Power Ranger RPM, which suggests to me that it's car based and yet they are made in Auckland. And yet they are bear and lion and i'm like the fuck does that have to do with cars like <laughs> they should be like power ranger dodge blue or like power ranger chevy red you know like not power ranger toyota pink power ranger bear bear what <laughs> grills maybe they're like the transformers They're grills oh like a beast wars scenario very timely mm. of you molly
0: You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because
1: she won't. So we have all of this happen. We've introduced Alex to, and, we, and we've learned that he just has an objectively better life right now, genuinely.
0: And for some reason, down to the fact that his parents make up waffles instead of pancakes. Now, like mm. waffles oh, yeah. are obviously yeah. superior to Way pancakes.
2: Better. Yeah, I mean they're not homemade; they're egos. But I think even an ego
0: is better than a than a pancake. Than mm. an average homemade pancake, I would agree. Yeah. A plain, no flavor, I would agree.
2: I also want to establish. I know we've talked about this, but I just want to make it very really clear because here is one of the places that you may you may sympathize is like, he wished his brother out of existence. Nay. His brother exists in this universe as a successful television star. It's not like, I wish to not have a brother and therefore my brother never existed. It's like, no. This same kid exists and is successful in a career. And like, not we don't have to have the weight of like, did I murder blink blink someone out of existence and into life snap like no that that kid's life still exists and is successful and is he struggling like a child actor yes but you know what so is the actor playing alex in this movie and so like that's you know you
0: know like like, between this and uh, even stevens he was very busy yeah a lot going on but for some reason Alex wants
1: his old life back. For I, some reason, he stares yeah. longingly at Super Soakers. He is unhappy with his friend group as they continue to punch burgers. For some reason, while wasting
0: more food, wasting, dude, dude, again, dude, 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 so dude, dude, stupid.
1: dude, again, that was so a, dumb. The a plot is food waste. They punch burgers. Uh, he tries to get close to Abby. He he's semi successful in doing that, uh, and then. The creepiest thing about like oh 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 I should I should also say this. He goes to the athletic awards as well, by the way. Like another another pin in the cap for Alex. He goes to the athletic awards, is rewarded as a top athlete,
2: and then makes a bat shit crazy oh, it's speech. An insane speech. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not only an insane speech, it's an insane speech that Abby, who doesn't like this universe's version, is sort of enamored by. Yeah. Like it's wild. she's She's sort of like. Oh, tell me more about your crazy speech that is incoherent.
0: <laughs> I also don't think we've mentioned that Abby is Lillane, who's Hillary Duff's best friend in Little McGuire, that is and I just think that's important.
1: That is yeah. correct. And here's how you know Alex is popular in this universe. He has a batshit crazy speech, and everybody still applauds like he said yep. something profound. Like the only that's the. That's how I have to imagine batshit crazy actors who actually exist feel when they're really popular. They come out and say some crazy shit and people are like, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well done. Great job. He's, like, I just I just don't understand. And then he goes home. He watches Where's Stevie? With his creepy as fuck cutout voodoo doll.
2: Dude, I can't handle that. I didn't like that.
0: I didn't I like, like that.
2: that in one bit. It was really, like, He's missing out. his brother. So he cuts the face out of a magazine and then puts it on an action figure. (laughs) And decides in that
1: moment that it's time to go see Terrence. He needs to go find his Mm -hmm. not-brother-brother and tell him this crazy story.
0: At one point, too, he's like telling the story of what happened, and he's like, says something along the lines of I I know Stevie was annoying and all these things happened but it wasn't Stevie's fault and I'm like yes it was 100%. it was all Stevie's fault everything you're saying percent. was Stevie's fault mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. stop stop it stop giving him the benefit of the doubt like you can feel bad that you wished a different life and miss your annoying little brother but do not give him the out that nothing was his fault
1: mm-hmm so, Alex hatches a crazy plan because Stevie, Terrence, Spencer is in town for filming. And not only is he in town for filming, he's close by. And, and you know what? By gum, Alex is going to go see him. So, he, he yeah. tries to sneak into the back where he happens once again upon James in his great chicken delivery uniform. He's He barges with James to pay and take the chicken into uh, Terrence. Again, food waste because he drops the chicken and it goes everywhere. And then they pick it up and put it back in the... um, They pick up this dirty street chicken and put it back in the container. (laughs) And then Alex pays for it with tip, puts on the uniform and walks into Terrence's dressing room. I,
2: I need you to explain something to me. Yeah, go on. Everything makes sense to me. Where he runs into James. James is like, I'm delivering chicken to the kid. Alex is like this is an easy way. I've got a reason to go see him, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, "I need to deliver." James is like, "I need the money." So Alex pays for the chicken. I'm good. James is like, "What about tip?" He gives him tip. I I understand. I understand how DoorDash works. Okay. <laughs> what doesn't make sense to me is the moment James is like, "All right, well, I'm going to leave the bike. I need it back by five p.m." <laughs> and I'm like. What, did he take your job? I thought he just took one order of chicken that he was going right. to go in and deliver. You left your whole job to him. Like he gave you fifteen dollars, and you're just like, <laughs> "All right, man, well, here's the bike and lock the jacket, you, and that—that's all you have to do for the rest of the day. Is this one delivery? Maybe like, it's like four forty-five. Yeah, I mean he's almost done. Yeah, yeah. maybe." Uh, who I, knows? It was crazy. I have another question. So he doesn't return the bike, by the way. Just no. to be clear, he walks away. <laughs> and he, he, I just want to be clear. He, he, uh, we see him later this day. He's lost the jacket. He doesn't have the helmet, and he doesn't have the bike. It's all at the studio. So he's he's
0: left every piece of this shit behind. Oh god. So you know how he's dressed like a chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Have you all in all of your DoorDash Uber Eats food deliveries, have you ever had someone come to your house in a costume? <laughs> and what would you do if they did? <laughs> I would be very delighted if somebody Like next time you no. order hot chicken, if somebody in a chicken costume <laughs> should <laughs> <car, here's> chicken.
2: <laughs> I I accept it. I accept it both if they are themed like the
0: meal. And right? also, just and also, if they are not at all themed like, the <laughs> like you order a pizza and like, like, they show up in a hot dog costume, like, hey, you got your like pizza? Space. No, I want it what? like, like a robot. yeah, exactly, <laughs> not food
2: themed at all, and like just like <laughs> meat map pizza. And you're like
0: just I, like either oh. them, I either want them, I either want them to you're be our tenders. I got it. I got. It. I got. It. <laughs>
2: they, they either need to be a red and blue domino or.
0: I want them to all if you order Papa John's from mm. now on I want them to all be dressed like Shaq <laughs> 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 just on fucking stilts when want, they get like, out of their car I want, like clown shoes cause his feet are so big and like oh, carrying a, trying to like god. carry a basketball and the pizza
1: oh god Yeah. <sighs> half wow. Lakers half Orlando magic uniform oh wow. yeah. That's funny, man. Oh my God. Anyway, as crazy as that sounds, it's not as crazy as Alex sounds when he goes in and talks to Terrence. And he and Terrence start to have what is just a batshit insane conversation about their lives. And then Alex begins to be like, by the way, you were my brother in another universe. And it takes a minute for uh, Terrence to realize that Alex is being serious. And then Terrence does the thing. He's like, I'm going
2: to scream and call security. Is this supposed to be his catchphrase? Yeah, hundred percent. Like it, like a, like a. Did I do that? Like this is (laughs) what
0: you talk about,
2: Willis. (laughs) This is this character's. Did I do that? Or you got it, dude? Like that
0: how rude like I'm gonna scream is his lovable catchphrase but also he didn't do that when they were in act one he just screamed (laughs) Yeah, I I just mm. (laughs) it's it's
2: insane
0: I'm gonna scream the full house writers were like we used up our best work on oh my lanta so we're gonna give this kid it's it's insane (laughs) <laughs> not only is
1: that insane, he Alex gets kicked out by security.
0: Yes, and Leaves starts the walking,
1: bike
2: behind. Mm-hmm, starts walking down the road, and no, Terrence, hold on now. Yeah, no, he, on. he's not just walking down the road. He's, he's making on. my way downtown, walking fast, oh, oh, oh. space is pants, and I'm home, and I'm home. Now.
0: I love the montages in this movie. I got to oh, say, man. there's quite a few. They invested
2: to get Vanessa Carlton on this soundtrack for this yeah, montage. It's
0: a that was
1: that couldn't have been cheap. I mean, between her and Spencer Breslin, so it we have Alex walking down the street, making his way downtown. Yeah, and behind him we have in his limo, Terrence. And Terrence. Forgetting the fact that he just called security on this man. Was like, hey, driver, stop. I want to walk with my friend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. he
0: wants to be a normal kid, Alan.
1: For sure. Uh, He's failing miserably, regardless of what character he's playing.
2: And let's let's be established that, like, even before Alex was a crazy person, Terrence was an asshole. Yes. Like, now, to be fair, he got delivered dirty street chicken. But... (laughs) But he was like an he was shown to be sort of your stereotypical egotistical actor um, from the very beginning. Right. Like, he's he's still a dick is what I'm saying. Like, well, before Alex starts saying crazy things, Terrence is established as not a nice kid. Uh huh. And
1: somehow Alex is still like, yeah, let's go for a walk. And then not only let's go for a walk, do you know the difference between left and right? Cool. On the count of three, go left. And then Alex goes left and Terrence doesn't because he still doesn't know left and right. Yep. And they ditch the limo driver. While they ditch the limo driver, we have Terrence get recognized and then ignore the people he's recognized by but stop to get on a little tilt to whirl vehicle because he's never done that before. Which I thought was a weird, weird way to represent. He's not had a normal lived experience. This chase scene, I just want to be very clear with you, is a montage and goes for miles. They run, if you will.
2: Yeah, truly. A thousand miles. Do you think time would pass us by? Whoa.
1: It's insane to me that they are not winded or sweaty at all when they run all around the city because Alex remembers that he needs to find the coin to make a wish. The last place that Alex saw Larry Pendragon was with Abby because Larry Pendragon was making a donation against hunger. Again, the A plot of the film was making a donation against hunger and so he wants to go see Abby to see if he can sort through her donations to try to find the coin from Larry Pendragon. So they go from running around the city to seeing
2: Abby. Well, it's, and it's, it's, more it's specifically, an he, he does time logic because he realizes that if uh, Stevie doesn't exist, that Larry never gave Stevie the coin. And therefore, mm. the coin should still have its magic it should be in the possession of Larry Pendragon and he should be able to use the original coin that has not been gifted to make the wish to bring his brother back. God knows why he would want to do that, but um, he does does time logic to understand that the coin that caused all this should still be with Larry. When he goes to the mall to go to Coin World, it has gone out of business. Mm -hmm. Because apparently him and James were single handedly Keeping that business Keeping afloat. this establishment afloat. Yeah. And in a world where they're not friends, the business fails. And Larry Pendragon has moved and he needs to, to your point, Alan, go to Abby because he ha- has entered a raffle. And theoretically, Abby has his address. Mm-hmm. So they go see Abby. And
1: this entire sequence is trying to convince Abby to believe the batshit crazy story that Alex is selling and Abby buys the fuck in, but not for the reason you'd expect. She buys in because Abby hears Alex want to stop existing in this universe where he is a popular guy and go back to the old universe where he's not. And that endears Alex to her. And with that
2: information, she now wants to help and she's all in on the plan. He also knows, fat. she quizzes him. Uh, She's like, if that's true, what's the name of my pet?
0: And he my knows favorite things snack? about her.
1: Do you know her favorite snack? Did you hear what her favorite snack was? Mustard
2: and sugar sandwiches. Fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. Is that a
0: real thing? What want to is for it? Abby?
2: I'll make no, you one.
0: That sounds revolting. <laughs> disgusting.
1: I feel like we should have a taste test. What's
0: my favorite snack?
1: I mean, snack or food? Because, I mean, like, tacos and pizza are the food.
0: Also, just cheese. I was gonna you say could, cheese. Cheese from you a bag. Be my cheese
2: su- submission.
0: Yeah. Mm. Cheese would be the right answer.
2: From a bag.
0: For yeah, any cheese. But I do love a good. My favorite snack is, in fact, shredded cheese from the out back. of the bag. Yep. Yeah.
1: We've we'll watched that happen frequently.
0: <laughs> kind of want that right
1: now. So we have all of this stuff play out, and they determine, all right, we're gonna go see Larry Pendragon. This is all supposed to happen in a day. Not only in a day, the latter half of a day. These time lapses are crazy and make it seem like this is happening over days, over a long period of time. They equip uh, Terrence with an incredible disguise, a bomber hat, (laughs) and sprint once more through the city to Larry Pendragon's apartment to find it vacated. They interact with a very grumpy old woman who directs them to the retirement facility where Larry Pendragon now lives, and they interrupt a organ, or what was that? Uh, uh, Accordion. uh, Accordion, thank you. They interrupt an
2: accordion recital.
0: I gotta ask, when did Alex get a blue hair streak?
2: I also wasn't sure of this myself. I Mm -hmm. noticed it in the back half of the movie and didn't know where it came from either.
0: It's weird. I don't think he has that when he first becomes cool, Alex. But yet I noticed it when they were sitting on the trolley car and I was like, when did that?
2: There's a lot of weird goop in this film (laughs) Um, because there's another one that we skipped over, which is fine. But when Alex is kind of realizing he's in a different universe, he tries to sit at lunch with Abby and she dumps dumps milk on his head. Food waste! And... (laughs) And let me just tell you whatever she dumped on his head it wasn't milk mm-mm, because mm-mm. it just sticks to his hair and it is bright white. It, it's like paint like it looks like she dumped paint on his hair is the way it behaves mm. as it sort of doesn't drip off is unmoving is thick and white it is cool, great starchy. for an image but yeah. it's not milk yeah
1: yeah again a plot food waste Maybe it
2: got died. Here's my hypothesis, mom. Yeah. My hypothesis is that they filmed this movie out of sync and that they filmed the goop scene, the slime Wars scene right before they filmed the end of this film and that the blue goop dyed his hair and they just didn't get it all out and kept filming. (laughs) That's my, that's my, my hypothesis is that they filmed that later in the sequence and that's why he doesn't have it for the earlier scenes, but does have it for later.
1: Yeah, that that adds up. Ultimately though, Larry Pendragon does not have the coin in question. It was bought wholesale when he closed down his shop and feeling a bit uh, demoralized, the trio departs and exits the retirement facility to a series of police vehicles because well, they a child actor has been kidnapped yeah, by yeah. a crazed teenager, and that's something that people would call the cops for.
0: Yeah, this is all valid.
1: <clears throat> yep, the
0: cops take
1: Alex home with Terrence and Tow. Terrence and Alex have share their goodbyes. The Terrence's manager. Wants to f- get in get a in thruple yeah. with Alex's parents. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's some very clear sexual tension happening there. Like, it's palpable. Terrence, uh, this is supposed to make you endear to Terrence, and it doesn't work. Terrence receives a phone call from his mom through his agent, where his mom is now getting remarried. And he's like, do I have to call him dad? And, like, you're supposed to feel bad for Terrence here. I guess
0: I need it to be any other child actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: they just don't they just don't establish. I mean, I mean like because when Alex walks out of the studio earlier he says something about like oh he's pretty lucky kid and the security guard's like I wouldn't want to live that kid's life. They they try to establish mm. that even though he looks successful, he it doesn't have a happy family life, which is what Alex ultimately took away from him. But I don't, one, they don't, I don't think they invest in it enough. I think the end of this movie is rushed. Yeah. And two, he's just so damn annoying. Like, yeah, he, the kid is not sympathetic. He's not likable. They are trying to make him sympathetic through his environment, but they're making the kid obnoxious. And so it makes it hard to care about his environment because you don't even care about the kid.
1: Alex and Terrence depart. They, they embrace and leave. Uh, I don't know if either of you noticed this, but the manager, Terrence's manager, when she opens the door, nearly clocks spencer breslin in the head and you watch spencer breslin have to like duck in the mm. scene <laughs> she opens the door you literally watch him duck for his life i did it's incredible he's like wow he does like a little matrix hitch. they they depart and alex has a heart to heart again with his dad alex's dad walks in and he's like hey bling because his dad is trying to connect with him and he's like i bought you these coins from a wholesale market
0: first they're like we're going to the club for brunch do you want to go uh, right.
1: and right, i was right.
0: like listen i know money can't buy happiness but it can buy brunch yeah and that is pretty damn close mm. so suck it up alex <laughs> go, go to, to brunch. brunch at the club yeah get yourself some eggs benny yeah get yourself three beverages a waffle a, a good ass Belgian waffle because you're at the club, and I promise you will not miss your little shit brother. Mm-hmm. But
1: instead,
0: I've never had a problem that couldn't be cured with brunch. I'm saying good, good, good food, good drinks, good times, good people. What more do you need? Not Stevie there sounds like a dream. True. <laughs> but, but instead,
1: Alex says, "No, I don't want to go to brunch. I want to mope." i want to mope thank you for the coins dad i'm gonna mope because he's a good dad he's a good dad dad's mm-hmm. good parents in this all around and except for when stevie's in the picture then they're shit parents but alex takes the box of coins and throws it at a wall and as he throws it at a wall what should happen but the magic coin not only appear but in a feat of physics remains What's standing down oh yeah it's, it's a magic coin Of magic physics, of math magic, stand upright on his desk.
2: And the owl facing Alex. Yes. The notable symbol that they knew the coin by. his, Mm. His big eyes looking at Alex. And Alex exclaims,
1: That's it!
2: And the parents respond
1: as if they recognize that their wealth, that their life, livelihood, financial security... Only one child who's actually decent, is all about to be taken away from them. They break <laughs> the like, fourth wall.
2: Please, God, no! <laughs> Do not get that coin. Do not
1: wish this away. They break the fourth wall in this moment and have a full understanding. They are able to see They're into like, the we're matrix. are coming in. And yeah. they want to break
2: the door down, we literally like, break the door down. Call like the fire this department. This timeline better. And they want they to life it. is happier without Spencer President and We want don't
1: need Owen this. Wilson. So they try to break the door down. Alex prevents them. Which again, selfish of you, Alex. Come on, like your life is better. And he wishes that he never made the wish to begin with. Yeah. And he wakes up with his old bad haircut, flannels, jeans. Runs out, sees... And this is all happens very quickly, by the way. This is almost a montage of how fast this movie wraps. Yeah, the end of this film was quick. I like it's it. It's very fast. They wrap with him reconciling with Stevie. Still not getting out of being grounded, by the way, which Alex is apparently very happy about, because if you recall all the way in Act 1... Which is this is just to be effectively all the way in Act One. He got grounded, which is the impetus of making the wish. So he's still not out of being grounded, even though he's showing that he's loving his brother. Um, Even though his brother took his bike,
0: his brother took open on Stevie continuing to be shitty. This is my biggest problem with this movie: is that one Spencer Breslin's in it, but two, it's that no one learns a lesson except for Alex, who was the good character to begin with. Correct. The parents don't get any better. Stevie doesn't get any better. Only Alex has a different perspective, but he had a fine perspective from the beginning. Correct. Correct. The only thing
1: that is the pro column for Alex is he asks out Abby. Yeah. He
0: does. Which, again, he didn't need Stevie for. He could have just asked her out in the alternate timeline. Because she
2: Mm would have gone out with him. He could have just changed his friend group.
0: Yes, He could easily. have dumped Fiona and then asked out Abby. And, the, and made friends oh. with
2: James and then like, yo, you like coins? Like, that. he could have just had his friends back. Yes. And it would have been fine.
1: Yes, but instead this movie wraps with them teaching an ungrateful Stevie how to skate. And then Stevie uses his fucking wish on how to be andy brink brinkerton and becomes brink and skates over larry pendragon
0: in the park and that's how this movie closes i i was hopeful naively hopeful that in the last minutes of this movie stevie would use his wish for something for alex
1: hmm Nope. It would have been better. He
0: would wish for Alex to get off the bench at the football game. He's no. the worst! That little selfish shit <laughs> wishes for his own skating skills. Yeah. He couldn't even wish for Alex to have better skating skills. Yeah. No, no, it's, I, it was a selfish wish. I don't know if there's a more unlikable character in a DCOM. I, I was literally
2: thinking that. I think he might be the most unlikable character in any DCOM.
1: It's crazy. It, like that, And we've seen some real... If he beats out whatever her name... Francis from Don't Look Under the Bed. Like, I think he
0: does. I think I agree. I think he does. I He's don't think there's so
1: anything redeeming about this kid at all. It, it's so bad. So with that, listener, that wild wish, a crossover from Brink, we end You Wish. I have
2: to know. What are your ratings for this movie? Max? I'm going to say... I'm going to say 4.5. And... I think after you hear us talk about it, you may be surprised that it's there. I'm tempted to just put it at five, to be honest. But there's so much good of this movie i legitimately think that it has very funny writing i legitimately think alex is a great lead character i'm interested in the relationship he has with abby i think she's a good side character i like that we have a family that is supportive and good and good parents because it's so often the trope we fall into but god if the other lead is not the worst character in dcom history and i just if it wasn't Mm. that is a failure of writing i'm sure i i think that again like we said at the beginning he has likely been typecast and whatnot but man it is so hard to put this score higher i want this this film could be a seven Mm -hmm. and it's just not because of one character in it and whether that is writing or act i don't know but like maybe a combination of both but it is i have to say it's under average because he single-handedly ruins the film
0: molly i had a very similar inner monologue in which i literally wrote down five minus one for stevie equals four yeah so I was going to put it at a very average decom. Agreed. I think it could have been higher with a different actor slash writing for the younger brother character. It could have even been higher with this obnoxious character had he learned his lesson in the end. Correct. But he didn't. But I'm with you. I, I enjoyed the movie for the scenes that Stevie wasn't in, which luckily in the second half isn't all of them. I was very interested in the friendships. I was interested in the parents' relationship with Alex. I thought it was well paced, but fuck, Spencer Breslin is obnoxious.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mine's gonna be higher than both of yours. Um, and I, I think it's just because of how much I identify with Alex as an older sibling. Mm, uh, fair. so I gave it a five point two, um, and that is because I am giving Alex more credit than I am discrediting mm. Stevie. I do agree that if they had given even a minor bit of redemption or like sympathy, empathy, growth for the Stevie character, that this movie had the potential to be up there in some of, like maybe in the top 10. Like if, if they had written that Stevie character better, this has potential to be a, a high quality decom in the world of decoms that we've watched. Mm-hmm. And because Stevie has no redeeming qualities, uh, like you've all mentioned before, I'm not going to continue beating that dead horse. It's just not. Uh, and I'm giving it above a five just because I, as an older sibling, I identify a lot with Alex. And uh, I, so that gives a little bit more weight than than just the absolute atrocious writing
2: for Stevie. It's funny because it's an under five that I would probably still say somebody should watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, normally if we write something under a five, I wouldn't recommend people go watch it. I think that in this case, I gave it a 4.5 and I'd be like, you know, not not a bad watch. Yeah. But that's because literally it was single handedly ruined by one character and everything else is good. Yeah. And so like there's a lot of good in the movie, but the impact of the bad is just heavy. Oh, when the whole yeah. film is based around him, mm-hmm. it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I do have a review for you from IMDb. Okay. Let's dive in, shall we? The title is Great Times Three. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Brilliant. To sum it up in one word, brilliant. The acting was superb, the direction amazing, and the musical score was a musical masterpiece. I found the plot turns and development was worthy of song and prose. And while the climactic ending left the viewer with a certain degree of anticipation, it wet my appetite in every fashion. I'm sorry, you, it made you what? Yep, 100%. The acting of the jocks was a standout feature in this <laughs> wonderful piece of art. And in one particular in the credits, a Gareth Nixon parentheses, who was the jock who held Alex as Gary put the pizza on Alex's head in the scene with the turkey, as well as other scenes in the movie, showed true potential for future roles of greater magnitude.:
0: Alan, that was your favorite guy. Was that a Hype Guy?
1: No, it was not Hype Guy. Oh, I'm that sorry. I'm oh.
0: I whole, Get him with the cheese! <laughs> get him with
1: the cheese! I wholeheartedly recommend this film and Gareth to any producer... This I'm, person's a real I'm, Gareth Nixon fan. I'm was it, guess is it Gareth's mom? mom? <laughs> yeah. Is it Gareth?
2: <laughs> it's uh it's Gareth's mom. Hey, Gareth he showed a lot of potential in those um, scenes where he had no wines. <laughs> this is this is one baby.
1: sentence. Like I just want to reread this one sentence. It's for sure a run on. I found the plot turns and development that was was that worthy of song and prose. And while the climactic ending left the viewer with a certain degree of anticipation. It wet my appetite in every fashion. That's a lot. Okay. Whoa. Uh, That person, if it wasn't clear, gave this movie a 10 out of 10. Crazy. They... uh Well, it wet their appetite, Molly. It
0: it wet their appetite. They got wet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So that was You Wish. What do we have coming up next?
0: Right on track. Right on track. A drag racing... Ooh, is this
1: going
2: to be like another um We're not stealing DVD players, Alan. I know wow. that, unfortunately, it's not that kind of drag racing, but...
0: I, it promises to be a Miracle on Lane 2 meets Double-Teamed.
2: Oh. Based on
0: my quick glance at the poster. It's women in a man's sport. Huh. Here's all I know. Sport. All I know
2: is... Doesn't matter if it's run into a mile. Winning's winning.
0: Winning is winning.
1: Do you think they also live their life a quarter mile at a time?
0: Yeah. We'll I don't have to know. find
1: out. I don't know how long
0: a soap group. car
1: drag racers are. I think are, it's but... literally a quarter mile. Ah. <laughs> so quite, quite literally, it's a quarter mile at a time.
0: But I think you guys should get excited because the lead characters, the sisters, because it is once again sisters, are played by Beverly Mitchell, who played Lucy on Seventh Heaven.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And Brie Larson. Wait,
1: what? Oh! Wait a minute!
0: That's Speaking of the fun. family.
2: Yeah! Oh, wow. It actually has a connection. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, well, listen, that was You Wish. It was there. I can't wait for Ride on Track (laughs) next week. In the meantime, folks, please be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you get your pods. It really does help us out. Be sure to subscribe so you can get notified whenever we get a new episode that comes out and follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join in the conversation, uh, join us on Discord. But until next time, folks. It has been a pleasure to have you. We can't wait to see you next week for Ride on Track. Uh, bye! 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 And I can fall.
0: Into the sky.
2: That is the truly a masterpiece time. musical score.